0: Welcome back to New Money this evening. We're discussing investments. My guest is Henry Biddlecombe. You can email me at brian at bdtv.co.za. Henry, let's just finish off that. I mean, we talk about global. You mentioned global. You think South African South African returns could be better? Are you talking about South African companies or South African companies that are global?
1: I'm talking about the South African equity market in general. Um, You know, no matter whether you look at uh, companies that are exposed to South African factors um, or multinational companies listed on the JSC, um, valuations across the board look to be um, pretty attractive relative to history in my view.
0: Okay, well I'm now going to allow you to put either your genius or your dunset on. So if South African equities do well and, and global equities are flat, where's the RAND going to be in the next 12 to 18 months?
1: Yeah, on balance I think stronger. Um, you know, fair value against the dollar, for example, I think sits somewhere in the 15 to 16 range. So uh, just, on, uh, just off the 18 mark today, I think the rent's cheap.
0: Okay. Right. So let's get, let's, let me go to some of my emails. Uh, Troll in Bedford View says, how do you see the expropriation bu- bill affecting land speculation? Interesting one, if you think about it, because over the years, money, enormous amount of money has been in land speculation. Uh, and there have been many successful entrepreneurs. And now the, the bill of expropriation?
1: Yeah, look, it affects a certain type of land in the country. Um, you know, this has been um, uh, an overhang in the market now for, for, for years. But the South African property environment is an interesting place at the moment. It really depends what you're looking at. Office space, I think, um, there's an oversupply. Retail seems to be recovering, but it's you know it, it's it's still uh, not as strong as it used to be. And there seems to be a pretty meaningful uptick in residential property prices taking place over uh, well at this present moment. So depends where you play.
0: You know, it depends where you play. You play in the cape, maybe. We, Henry, Darren in Somerset West says, we hear the world re- word recession, and please explain what effect this will have on global markets, or is this one of the factors that you believe is really priced in?
1: Yeah, so, you know, w- 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 one of the things that you'll you learn when you're in financial markets is that the market moves ahead of the economy. So by the time the economy is in a technical recession, the stock market will, will already be pricing the recovery in. Um, so, you know, the stock market's been pricing in a global economic recession for a while now. Um, and that recession has arrived. Uh, um, and, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me um, if in the next six months, um, you know, we, we saw global equities start to show some green shoots in it, in the expectation of, of a recovery. But but bear in mind that you're not going to see the type of recovery we saw in 2020, which is a very sharp one. Um, it's going to be a far more gradual recovery.
0: Rudolf in Johannesburg says, why does a central bank respond with interest rate adjustments if GDP, wage rate and employment growth are all negative?
1: Yeah, I mean, we touched on it earlier. It's purely yeah. because um, the alternative, which is to allow the rent to depreciate even further, would would have an incrementally... Um, more negative impact on economic growth. So it's really just about the Reserve Bank weighing up the options and choosing the less severe path.
0: Yep. Oscar and Belita says, if the Fed reduces its balance sheet by letting treasuries roll over, that the Fed does not replace them after expir- expir- expiry, how does that impact inflation and interest rates as opposed to if the Fed sold its treasuries to reduce its balance sheet?
1: Yeah, so you've got to differentiate between the size of the Fed's balance sheet um, and and the cost of carrying the debt on its balance sheet. So by allowing those treasuries to mature and by not issuing more, you'll certainly reduce the size of the balance sheet, but that's not really going to impact the cost of that funding meaningfully. So they embark on what they call open market operations where they actively either sell or buy to put pressure um, or to relieve pressure on interest rates. Um, so ultimately, they have to take an active approach.
0: And that reminds me of South African uh, preference shares. We've had some companies redeem their preference shares and others still sitting on the sidelines. Do you think that's likely to still happen or at these high interest rates, doesn't it make much difference to the banks?
1: Look, I think, it's, you know, uh, preference shares had their day in corporate South Africa. There was a time when they made sense. Um, that time has passed. It's a very illiquid market, and that's caused the effective yield on pref shares to spike right upward. Um, so it's become a very expensive form of funding, and that's why you've seen all of these redemptions over the last couple of years. So I don't expect to see any kind of renaissance in the pref share market um, going forward. No, I think it'll peter out
0: So would you hold, if you were holding PREFs now below par, would you hold in in the hope? Yes, yeah, I think it's
1: been a great place to be. Look, it's difficult to get them. It's a fairly illiquid market. But if you've got them, stick with them.
0: Then, Alan in Randsburg, what impact will it be if South Africa is grey-listed? And what does it actually mean?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's very complex. um, And I'll point you to an (laughs) article um, written by one of our economists, Casey Delport, in our last quarterly strategy document. But in a nutshell... It increases transaction costs. It increases regulatory complexity. And at least at the margin, um, you know, it, it will probably result in the loss of um, investments that would otherwise have been made into our economy. So it's 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 a net negative in many uh, ways.
0: Henry, is it similar to being downgraded? Just a different I think way. it's
1: less severe. Well, it is less severe than being downgraded. Um, but the impact on sentiment is almost the the, the, the the same if if you follow me um it's certainly not something that you want to happen once it's happened it takes time um to reverse um and you know unfortunately in this in, in our instance i think it was very in, unnecessary
0: do you think do you think it's going to happen
1: yeah there isn't enough that we can do by february next year which is the deadline to mitigate it i don't think but what we can do is is um, you know, focus our efforts on, re- on, on, on reversing it. Uh, Mauritius were able to do it in two years, um, and after that, uh, you know, they've become somewhat of a financial hub for Africa. Um, so, in the event that we can do, achieve the same sort of thing, um, you know, that would be quite positive, but it's, it's, it's going to require dedication and effort from the right people.
0: Henry, downgrading means some types of institutions have to sell out of South African shares. Gray listing, does that cause anyone to have to be forced to sell any mandates in any investment uh, uh, plans that you may have invested in South Africa? Does gray listing mean you've got, you've got to liquidate shares?
1: No, so, 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 so it Isn't the impact isn't felt in that way. Um, it, it just, it, I, I guess, it, it increases the frictional costs and the regulatory complexity of transactions out of and into the country. Um, and you know i'm not saying that it won't preclude us from certain capital projects um because because it may um but again just at the margin um it makes it more costly more difficult um, and less desirable to do business in south africa
0: and then uh mark in order sports says would you call our market having had a soft landing or a hard landing and what is your view of market saying say three years down? i think the second part you've virtually answered but what about it? we had a harder soft landing
1: So, in South Africa, you know, uh, I think we we went into a hard landing a while back, um, which is, you know, and and we're slowly finding our feet. So, I'm not concerned about South Africa, um, you know, hitting a hard landing now. Uh, I think in the U.S., you know, there's a chance that over the next 12 months, um, there's a harder landing than expected, not the hardest we've seen, though, Um, but the markets are moving well ahead of that. I think you've taken, you know, if this were a pendulum. Um, and the pendulum was swinging towards the, uh, the, the the side where you experience the most pain. We're probably almost all the way um, to the left-hand side now, uh, and you'll start to see it slowly swing back to the right.
0: Henry, and this is the American election, the the, the, the midterm, uh, have any impact on the market? In your
1: yeah, uh, you know, not really. It's not going to change the way I'm thinking about investing. Um, you know, I think that you're going into the next the next elections though you know the republicans are probably in a stronger position than they were a while back um, but it's the normal to and fro uh, in the u.s um and the usual sort of cyclicality will play out uh I, I don't think that's the overriding factor i think what you need to focus on is where we are in the interest rate cycle um i think we're probably closer to the top uh, now than we have been in a long time um and you know i'd stay neutral on equities for now but it, as soon as you're comfortable that interest rates have run their course, that's when you want to start. I'm going past neutrality and into overweight territory on
0: equities. I think a lot of people have become neutral. When we say neutral, it means just have a lower lower exposure to equities. Because if you've been saving money and you've got cash and your equities have come down, your, your asset allocation automatically becomes very neutral. Then I want to see if I can get Albert in quickly. He says, as of the 19th of October, the South African retail government bonds rate was 11.25 and I suspect after the ex-NEPC meeting it will increase to 11. 7, 5. Nowhere else do the markets offer these rates. I'm 62 and my only income is from a pension and interest. I have no debt and little appetite for risk. My current net tax rate is 18%. If I invest 2.5 million for five years at 11% compound with compound interest, that investment will grow to 442, 4602, which is 15.4 effective and 17 this, of course, is before inflation and tax, but with very low risk. My question, therefore, is why wouldn't it be a good investment? It's not a bad investment.
1: So I think it's a very good investment. It sounds like the listener's done his math. Yeah. Um, he's matched his return requirements um, to his spending requirements. And, yeah, I think he should pull the trigger.
0: Yeah, Just one thing people need to realize. Interest gets added to any other income. If you're over 40, 65, you get, I think, 34,500 Rand of tax-free income. If you're under 65, I think it's 22.8. So bear in mind, you look, always have to look at the net rate, never the gross rate. You've said 18%, but if you get interest now from your government bond and you add it to your taxable income, will it push your 18% rate? Always have a look at that. Last one, Naritam in Linasia says, with all markets experiencing high inflation and low growth and interest rates continue to rise, how would you modify at this stage a balance for which has always had approximately 60% in equities and now down to 50%. I think you've answered that, Henry. You said be neutral. And, that, and I think neutral would mean around about 50%. Would you agree? Or less? Well,
1: if neutral is 60%, I would take that 50% up to 60% now. And in 12 months from now, I'd look at maybe taking that 60 to 70
0: Well, my guests and I have reported back this whole year that there's nothing unusual in markets falling. It happens all the time. I fully understand as, a, as I'm an investor in the market that it's very upset, unsettling and I cannot blame any investor for feeling that the markets will never again recover. The clever money thinks differently and for every sale that is being made, someone must buy, be buying. And if it's not the average day investor, who is buying the stockers stocks even at the lower price? Then who is not? It's not, if, it's not as if markets will recover, it's when they will recover. And for those holdings, those holding the right stocks in the right industries, for every 2% the market goes up, those stocks will go up three to four times. That is what conviction in shares is all about. There's so much liquidity sitting on the sidelines, waiting for the bell to ring when it's time to buy again. It just not happened. I've been through market disruptions 36 times out of 57-year practice. I'm saying stay invested. Henry, I'd like to thank you for joining me this evening. It's important to note our programme is to provide information and should not be construed as advice. Next week's programme, we'll be dealing with short-term insurance and if you need to get hold of me, my details will appear on the screen. I'd like to thank you for watching and good night.